Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Netflix Christmas movies. Hi, I'm Jax, and I love watching teenagers fall in love. I'm Alonzo, and there are Netflix Christmas movies I love, and this is a Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Yes, guys, this is it. This you is were it. doing so well all month, and then this time you you jump back to deck the hallmark. Oh, you get you get <laughs> you get used to something, and then you just stop thinking. And you know this is proof you can't. You should never put um, a show on autopilot, and that's what I just did, and it's on me, everybody. It's on me. That's that's what I get. Um, there's no Dan for this one, um, oh. and I think that's for the best. It is it is July 25th. It is truly Christmas in July, and that's right. I don't want him to ruin a good time. So I <laughs> locked the door when I got here. Uh, I changed the lock, which was uh, uh, expensive but worth it. Um, sure. for this and then he texted me and he said he liked the movie so i did make a mistake oh, uh, but what can you do what can well you if do? you if you want your dose of dan today on the 25th also dropping is the new episode of screen drafts where dan and i and dory from all the fields and rachel from hallmarkies create our mini mega draft of the 12 greatest hallmark christmas movies of all time and because we've created it as a draft it is it is this is now an incontrovertible list <laughs> yes that's I what i'm so excited about. for this <laughs> Jax, if I were to put you on the spot and say you have to bring three Hallmark Christmas movies to the table, Ooh. what do you can you can you come up with a three? Do three instantly come to I mind? I would bring Check Into what Christmas, Road to Christmas, and um, Christmas in Dollywood. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I was on the spot. I don't know. I was like, which titles can I remember? You would bring Christmas at Dollywood? In Dollywood? I love I love Dolly Parton. I love Danica McKellar. You know, it just You love the, Dolly Parton not singing? Because that's what you get in that movie. Oh, honestly, Alonzo, that was a travesty. But I get the imagination library. So Yes. I mean, I know why you pick Road to Christmas, because that's the movie that we first reviewed together in yeah. New York City. That's and a, it's in the book. A, it's in the book. Yeah, yes. That was a magical the night before uh, Good Morning America, we all got together and we reviewed that movie. It was so special. Yes. We were in Times Square. I got to share. Never mind. This is going to sound dirty. Everyone, I shared a bed with Panda. But what I meant is we <laughs> sat on the same bed while you and Shaw and Dan sat on the other bed. It was all very on the up and up. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, no, one exactly of the things right. that, that did emerge as we were doing the draft was that so much of how we feel about these movies is kind of tied into where were you literally when you first saw it, but also where you were kind of in your life and what mood were you in and how badly did you need it and stuff like that. So that, that plays That's a big why... factor, I think, in what your faves are. Yeah, that's why the Thanksgiving week is always tough because it, it does start to weigh on you. And I feel like some of those later movies uh, or earlier, depending on how you watch them in the order, um, like can affect it for better or sure. for worse. Like movies that maybe are, you know, not that bad, but you are up at 11 p.m. and this is your fifth movie of the day. Like, it, you know, that's tough. Even for yeah, me. Even for I don't me. Know, I, that's, that's where I always, like, I keep up until Thanksgiving week and then that's where it inevitably goes uh, uh, ass over tea kettle. And you guys, I, I admire the way that you just, like, you are so got to make the donuts and you get those things out in a, in a timely fashion. 
Well, someone's, yeah, someone's going to do it. <laughs> I feel scarred by the time. It was Christmas 2020. I got COVID right as Bubbly Sesh was recording uh, oh. like all the Thanksgiving episodes. And I just sound like i mean i'm just in a haze there's brain fog i'm watching 10 movies i'm recording 10 movies and i I couldn't tell you a darn thing and it's not like even on the inside it's not like you were getting the screeners super early like it's still hallmark and they're still like yeah you know here's what we have so far uh do do what you can with it it's like three days before air yeah, the the expression for 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 movies back when you used to have to develop film was like the the a movie going into the theater dripping wet, like it just came out of the <laughs> developer. You know, that's how I think of like a lot of Hallmark movies. It's like we it literally it's like that scene in broadcast news where they literally just snatched it out of some editor's hand and boom threw it out onto the airwaves. It does still Accurate. feel like that with Hallmark. I do feel like they're getting better at starting the Christmas movies earlier in the year. But that the last half of the movies is still like just a mad dash. For them. Like they're still still haven't quite gotten it. But the new ad with the knitting has clips from like three or four different movies. So it's like they're 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 on it, I guess. Maybe a little. We'll see. Uh, there's a movie uh, this year that's going to take place at um, at uh, with the with the Rockettes, like in, yes. in Radio City, like they that had one, I, Radio City. Yeah, that's which one is of the really clips. impressive. Yeah, uh, they, well, sure. they filmed it right uh, right after the holiday season, so the stuff yes. was still up, but it was before they transitioned Smart. out. So it was like the start of the year. So I'm and excited directed, for that one. And directed by John Putch, who I have met uh, at many film festivals. Great guy, very talented filmmaker. Uh, the son of actress Gene Stapleton of All in the Family fame. So he is a uh, he is he is he's a, he is a legacy. As his father also was uh, in theater, um, and he's he's lovely. Y'all should have him on the show. He's super nice. You don't, you don't, um, there's a good, like, don't F with the, the punch there, but I, this is a family from the show. <laughs> yes. And so I will just say F. Hello, that sounds fun. <laughs> every Monday, every Monday. Hey, we haven't gotten any notes Actually, back speaking, yet. speaking of that movie, one of Annie F. Downs' best friends is starring yes. in that, Jenna Claire. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that, too. And she is a sweetheart. I saw her play Glinda on Broadway. Uh, she was on the Bubbly Sesh. She is just a sweet person and a truly gifted actress. So I'm, I'm really pumped and for that. And from what I gather, it's Radio City but and the Rockettes, but also like back in time. Like the I'm 40s, sure. I think, or 40s or 50s? Yeah. I forget. Yeah. 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 So pretty cool. I'm excited about I'm here. it. I'm here um, but it. I'm also excited to talk about uh, Let It Snow from yeah, yeah. Uh, 2019. Uh, shall we talk about it, everybody? Please. It originally aired on November 8th, 2019, and it went a little something like this. Just bear with me. I'm going to do the best I can. There's a lot of storylines here. I'm not going to get into all of this, the details of every single relationship, <laughs> but I'm going to do the best that I can with the time that I'm allotted. We're in snowy Laurel, Illinois, uh, and the movie kicks off with a montage showy, showing our zany cast of characters. There's a lot of them. We meet Julie, who at the time is a grumpy goose who's trying to find a little elf figurine. We meet Keon, who is a wannabe DJ who's throwing a party while his parents are out of town, except they're not going to be out of town. So party's going to be off. They're sad. Uh, Angie and Tobin, they're best friends. He's clearly very into her. Uh, who hasn't been there. We meet Addie and Dory, who are best friends who are talking about their crushes and all that good stuff. Um, Julie is on uh, the train. It is uh, Christmas Eve, and she bumps into Stuart Bale, who is a huge pop star slash 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and uh, <laughs> is uh, trying to stay low key. That's why he's on the train instead of, you know, other modes of transportation. They don't. That's actually how the thing and the thing you guys don't know about trains is once you're on a train, you can't be recognized. It's kind of the how, how it goes. So you do a Magic. train. We don't want to be recognized. And so the train stops suddenly. She falls into him and she's like, I don't care who you are. Whatever, I'm cool. <laughs> I don't. I don't get starstruck. Uh, but they end up grabbing a waffle together. A waffle town. Won't you take me to Waffle Town? <laughs> and uh, she's like, Oh wow, he's a real person with feelings. Um, Dory works at Waffle Town uh, along with Keon, and uh, she goes to talk to a girl that she likes who is with her, like a bunch of her friends. And she's like totally blowing her off. And she's like, what in the world? I thought we had this thing, but she's acting like she doesn't even know me. What's going on here? Julie tells Stuart that she got accepted to Columbia and that her mom is going is, is it seems like she's going to be passing away soon. And so she doesn't know if she should stay home to take care of her mom or uh, if she does that, she's going to lose her scholarship. So she's kind of at a crossroads with that. Angie and Tobin play broom ball as you do uh, with a guy uh, that Angie is into. They steal a keg. They get into a snowy car chase, but they win until the tire pops and they end up in a ditch by this old church that they go and they hang out in. Uh, Dory and the girl that she likes ends up kissing in the bathroom, so I guess that she is into her. Ah, Julian Stewart end up going sledding and he falls off and they end up, uh, she ends up going into the road and she's about to get hit by a, by a tow truck. Stewart dives, saves her. By the her. pig guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, and Stewart dives, saves her, pushes her out of the way. Thank goodness. Angie and Tobin and the uh, other dude. Uh, hide out in church and they're singing a little organ song as you do. And uh, uh, she's, uh, you know, she starts dancing with the other guy and then Tobin gets sad and mopey. <clears throat> you, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, Addie uh, is trying to get the, uh, get to the Waffle Town because she thinks that her boyfriend is uh, going to break up with her. She's, uh, she makes a bit of a scene. Dory tries to calm her down with some hard truth and Addie ends up storming off. Stuart and Julie uh, meet back up, uh, meet with her mom at this wild church play, the one we've seen over and over again. And uh, <laughs> they end up going uh, back to her house for dinner. They dance. Her mom has to sit down to catch her breath. It's a bit of a scary moment. Stuart offers uh, Julie to uh, pay for a nurse that would stay with her mom, which offends her. She's like, I'm not a charity case, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he ends up calming her down, reminds her that he's a real person with real emotions, and they end up almost kissing each other, but they're interrupted by his publicist who tracked him down. He uh, wants her to come with him, but she's like, I can't leave my mom. It's Christmas can't do it so she finally tells her mom about columbia and she her mom tells her that she has to go she can't just stop living her life uh it's quite the, the moment with her mom tobin finally gets the keg to the waffle party and is missing angie tells the bully off and the bully's like you're awesome let's uh, let's party with this keg uh addy comes back to the waffle party her and Dory make up. She encourages Dory to tell the girl uh, how she really feels and be honest with her. 
Julie sees the waffle party on social media, who doesn't, and decides that she can leave her mom and does go. Uh, Tobin is uh, moping outside and Angie shows up. They finally tell each other how they, that they love each other and how they feel. They kiss on the waffle town roof um, and uh, sparks are sparking. Uh, the girl that Addie likes... Uh, tells her that she lied about being out and that she's sorry about that. They end up kissing her friend C, so I guess the the, the news is out. Uh, and Stuart's uh, song comes on, and uh, Julie starts to tell Addie about how she started the day hating that song, um, but now, and as she's about to say, I love it, Stuart says it. Uh, he's behind her. She turns around. They kiss big ones, and the whole group dance the night away. And that, my friends, was... Let it snow. I did the best. You did it. Wow. <laughs> That's. You sure I, I am impressed, sir, that you spun that many plates. Uh, it was a lot. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if you haven't seen it, how clearly the picture was that I painted, but I did the best. I try, good luck, everybody. Keeping that. I, in your, I felt uh, like I was reliving the whole movie. It was. Great. Oh, thank was you very much. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll bring this movie down here on deck. The Netflix. We are back. We're talking Let It Snow 2019. And um, uh, let's start with a hot take. Jax, had you seen this movie? And uh, what did you think about it? No, I had not seen this movie, but I was completely charmed and tickled by it. Um, I think that there's so much earnestness in this. There's a lot of humor. I love Joan Cusack in this movie. I mean, I love her in everything, but I thought she was hilarious. And there was a lot going on. Almost too much, but if you ask me what I would want to remove, I could I wouldn't know what to tell you. So I, I thought it was very watchable. I'll probably watch it again during the Christmas season proper. And um, I'm sad I missed it in 2019, but maybe now was the time that I was meant to see it. I don't think it's going to surprise anyone that I love this movie yeah. so much, like <laughs> so hard. Uh, it first of all. I am a sucker by and large for movies that do like this, where they have multiple people, as long as it's like done well and it's clear and it doesn't feel overstuffed. I, I agree that there was a lot going on, but and never once did I feel like uh, this, this relationship didn't matter or this storyline I would could do less with this. I felt like every time the people that were on screen were on screen, that was the thing that I cared about at that moment. And so I think that's the sign of a job well done when you're telling this type of story. Um, all of the people in this movie are just so dang likable. And the, the soundtrack in this movie freaking crushes, like is so good. Whoever picked up the music in this movie deserves all the awards. Cause I like every once in a while you just see a movie and you're like, I can't, picture this scene without this song like it's perfect and I felt like they did that with every single scene where there was a prominent song and so job well done there uh it's cold super cold love that uh I'm a sucker for the the waffle house here in the south and so it gave me waffle house feels I loved everything about this movie I thought the Christmas was really good storytelling was fantastic um and I promptly texted my wife and I said babe I can't wait to show you this movie this holiday season it's gonna be great and I'm sad sometimes I watch movies and I'm like I'm sad I didn't get to watch it with her so I can't wait to watch it uh, with her this holiday season because it's going to be a lot of fun. Alonzo? 
yeah, I did see this movie in 2019, and I liked it quite a bit. And seeing it again, I love it so much. Um, I, yeah, I, I am a huge fan of high school movies in general when they're done well. I, I do really like the crazy 24 hours that changes everyone's lives movies. It's a it's a proud lineage. You know, you've got uh, uh, American Graffiti, Days and Confused, 16 Candles, Can't Hardly Wait. Like, th- this is a New genre. New Year's Eve. Uh, no, uh, but but uh, five hundred cigarettes, five hundred cigarettes. Yes, if you uh, for New Year's movies. Um, so yeah, you know Empire Records. Like there's a lot of movies that kind of fall in this category, and when done well, as this one is, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I have a suspicion that everybody in this cast that we don't already know, we're gonna know in the next ten years. Like there's so many appealing, sharp, great performances here. If you're a Spider-Man fan, you not only have the voice of Miles Morales, you also have Ned from the uh, from the, the the Tom Holland movies. So you know what more do you want? Um, a, I, I do have a theory that this actually takes place within some sort of Spider-verse. in the Spider Verse. It could be. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, much like you were saying that you uh, you want to show this to your wife. Uh, I told Dave as we were watching this at Christmas because generally speaking, he is, has no interest in anything that is made for Hallmark or Netflix or whatever else. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're watching this one. It's really great. It yeah I. It, <sighs> Gosh, there's something about um, like young adult that works really well for me at Christmas. Like Dash and Lily, I think crushes. Like it's oh, just. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, we needed a second season Netflix. Yikes. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh. I mean, let's maybe take like, I don't know, just a couple million from the Duffers and give it, give it to Dash and Lily. Or, or like, instead of the gray man, you know? Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I don't, we don't need another Gal Gadot rock movie. Uh, on and yes. No more, no more red notices, please. Yikes. I think we, I think we might be uh, in, in for one. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the feels. Uh, oh, by the way, I was uh, told to relay Dan really really enjoyed this movie so oh, he's very sad that he couldn't be here to talk about it but well, I would hope so. um, let's start with the feels Jax anything in particular I had, I had lots of feels but I'm going to limit it to three um, when Angie and Tobin sang Hole of the Moon on the organ and it was so funny because right after I watched it Alonzo texted me the Mandy Moore cover and I was crying during the movie and then I was crying <laughs> listening to the Mandy Moore cover it was just it was all perfect oh, timing with that cool. text by the way um so all the emotions, I thought that that was just beautiful. And it's there's something about young love when you're still figuring yourself out and you it's so pure and you don't have any of the baggage that we all have walking through life. And um, I felt that definitely hard in the Dory Carrie storyline, um, especially, you know, Dory's out and Carrie's not. And when they have the first interaction where you see that Carrie is feeling this in her little adolescent heart that she wants to connect with her, but she's ashamed in front of her friends. And then when they kiss in that bathroom, like my little heart was just, I mean, I kissed a boy for the first time when I was 13 or 14. I kissed a girl for the first time when I was like 18 and it was different and (laughs) it was nice. And watching this, it brought back a lot of feels for me. Um, so that was a beautiful storyline. And the girl who plays Dory and then is I, a phenomenal actress. Oh, she's like, so good. I saw her in Yellow the, Jackets she, for the first time, and I was like, who it? Like, she's so yeah, good. And, she was and a totally Nick. different character, too. Yeah. 
Uh, and actually, I, I, I'm being real name dropping this episode. I just met her at Outfest because we're both in this Shutter documentary called Queer for Fear that's premiering this fall. Oh wow! And had I seen this before that reception, I would have been like, "Oh my god, we have to talk about Let It Snow." But I, I tried to play it cool. You, yeah, there <laughs> was she cool. She was, she very, nice? she was very she was nice. There is a ton of just and in, yeah, incredible really talent gifted. in this movie, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, oh. So much. And then my last feel, I started, for some reason, sobbing when um, Julie put the W, the waffle, the waffle, the W with the, I had all the feels. So yes, I loved this. It was, it, I, my, my heart is just pounded out of my chest. I, I'm, I'm happy you brought up the W. I thought I might have been the only one that when they turned on the Christmas lights, I literally pump fist in the air. <laughs> Dan, Dan rolled his eyes, but I said, shove off because this is, this is magic. I, I love it. That, I, I love that scene. Uh, I love the, 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 the snow in this movie is so good. Like it's so cold and there's just something about when you can tell it's so cold that just ties it all together. It's so good. And so it being cold just just worked for me. Um, and yeah, the W was, was the one that I was going to bring up, and I really didn't anticipate anybody else bringing it. So thank you, Jax, for taking it from me. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to piggy piggyback on the snow thing and say not only is, is it real snow and, and, and it is cold, but it is consistent as a plot device because when they talk yeah. about like the weather being bad and there being a storm and that's why the train isn't going and that's why da 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 da, then it's, it is consistently that way in the film. They don't just forget about it like they do in Oh, Christmas Inheritance. Um, you know, well, and, so and Joan Cusack is doing this whole, like the monologue is about snow, like over top yes. of it. Yeah, so it's like, it really she, she is movies, yeah. tying it all together, which is yeah. so good. So I'm glad they, they paid attention to that. Um, the moment where uh, Stuart uh, uh, saves her from the car, because like we've seen the people lying on their back looking up in the snow like a million times. It's it's such a like hallmark trope. They they do it in in Heartstopper. It's also very adorable. But like the fact that he it's it's it, they're both like they've got this adrenaline going because he's literally just saved her from being hit by a car, just like added a pop to it that I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can still do this and find the new way to get there and have it be exciting and cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Jack's hole of the moon. I always love that song and they use it so well here. I love the multi culty holiday pageant in the church, which is just hysterically funny. And it is so the, um, this is the future liberals want meme, uh, but they know that and they're playing around with it which i thought was really fun um the quaffle waffle i thought was great um the fact that they they, they dig out a rolling stone song that is a deep cut like usually in these movies there's about four rolling stone songs that you know they're going to go to one of them but a hundred years ago that is like not anybody's sort of go-to you know music supervisor or choice for a rolling stone song so kudos for that one um uh, the uh, the 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 whole um, when Stewart's I'm a person monologue I thought was great. The mom scene where she says you got to go to Columbia is great. Uh, the the telling Dory that she's a thousand percent flawless, and then Dory like having her moment and turning around saying don't throw up. Be own this moment. Don't throw up. And then finally Tobin <laughs> finally telling uh, um, uh, the Duke that he's in love with her. I, all of it. All feels loved it. All feels. I really want a nickname like the Duke. I think it's just so cool. (laughs) Uh, You are Jax. You have a nickname. (laughs) 
Thank you. Good. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> if there was like, if if there was a specific name for a female panda, like I feel like we would give you that nickname, but I think that's just called a panda. So, and that's already <laughs> taken. And so we're really in a sticky situation here. Sticky and situation. of course, you get to be Shasta McNasty forever. So. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, that just that just works. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the wait what's uh, if they're already, uh, and uh, wrap this sucker up here on deck the Netflix. Wow, what a break! Sometimes. You know, it just helps uh, kind of just retool everything, and you did a whole new outlook on life. Uh, guys, let's get to the wait what's here of uh, let it snow, see what we can dig up. Uh, Jax, did anything stick out to you as a wait what? Yeah, something did, and I'm hoping that my two gentleman friends here can help clear it up for me because I don't understand male grooming habits. What did he do to get his nipple to bleed? Like, I saw what he was doing, but would that cause your nipple to bleed? Have you guys been there? Well, well I okay. can't speak for Alonzo, but uh, <laughs> I, this is going to surprise nobody looking at me, but your boy's not shaving his chest. Uh, and so uh, I've, that's never happened to me. But, I mean, you know, trimmers, if you don't have a guard on it, it's, uh, it's, it's possible. Yeah. The, 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 the scene in question, Tobin finds, like, one stray chest hair growing up by his nipple, and he hacks at it with a pair of clippers that, as you said, have no guard on it, but he gets startled when, when uh, she walks in the room. So I guess he somehow manages to gouge it into his flesh and, and make it start bleeding. You, th- that takes some effort even with clippers but I guess it's doable. And they're not a sponsor on this episode, but they were a few weeks ago, uh, Manscaped. And I'll, I'll uh, just go look back. They, uh, they got some sort that's of crazy. Right. That's right. Crazy tech. I've there. noticed they've uh, gotten uh, play even after their sponsorship ended. So they should be sending you more money. They they sent quite the, the box. I will say that. Um, and the thing I'm most excited about is they sent this travel bag that is just significantly larger than the one that I did have uh, for like, you know, accessories and uh, sure. toiletries, but also it's like leather and just really nice. That's the, I know that's the thing I'm most excited about. And that should tell you everything you need to know about me. Is that just like a bag? <laughs> cool. Like a grown up <laughs> luggage. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Jax, anything else? No, no. Um, I do have a few. Um, I, I'm trying to remember who says this, but they say the line Dumber than people who blow on ice cream before they eat it. Oh, Dory says that. Yeah. Do people do that? Do people uh, blow? I've never seen someone blow on their ice cream. Nothing surprises me at this point. <laughs> I, I, I'm perfectly willing to believe that somebody out there is doing it and they should stop. Yeah, I, I thought will, it was like I mean, a shaking it like a Polaroid thing. Like people do it, but it doesn't do any good. That's but I, you're right. I guess you yeah, know. I understand that. what she's trying oh, to no, get at. I just, I just didn't know that it was a thing everyone that did it, did. but me that I didn't know. Oh. I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I get what you mean, and I guess everyone <laughs> does it. I just haven't seen it. I so did I get it. what she meant. I just didn't know that it was. You a question thing. whether it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whether if you are blowing on your ice cream, that is indeed dumb. I think we could all agree on that. That's not really accomplishing anything. Um. The pig store was open on Christmas Eve at night. That was a surprise to me. She walks in and she says, I bought this sucker. It's Christmas Eve. It's evening time, but go get yourself a pig. Uh, why, why not? 
Um, I, I did love the scene of uh, Tobin telling the Duke about how he feels. I would say when you are telling a girl how you feel, maybe don't uh, double down on saying, I want to murder the guy. Like he said, I want to murder him. No, I really want to murder that other guy. <laughs> That's an interesting way to think to double down to that moment. I think just one time passing by is fine. Once you double down, red flag, I think. Yeah. But, you know, everything else about That's Tobin a deal delightful. breaker, ladies. That's, that's right. One, your guy gets one, uh, one time where he can say he can kill somebody, but once he doubles down, uh, be careful. Um, and my last one is a, a, in uh, unbelievable that uh, Julie and uh, is it Sean is whatever the guy's name is wouldn't Stewart uh, Stewart, Stewart wouldn't have exchanged digits. They would have exchanged digits. There's just no way that they wouldn't have. Right? Like after the day that they had. I suppose, but you know, at the same time, it's like, does he even? I don't even know what famous people's deal is with their phone. Like that is true. They that, never for very long. Is there? Do they have somebody else who manages that for them? Like I don't even. Know. They have it until somebody posts it on Reddit, and then they get a new one. That's the the cycle of celebrity, is what I uh, imagine. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Alonzo, anything? Yeah, a couple, and they are they are fleeting. Um, first of all, why does Tobin take the Magi robe from the church? He says, yeah, I'm one of the wise men. And then he leaves and he has it on for the rest of the movie. And it's like, why? I had that same question. Dan said that he saw that he actually was in the play. Okay, because I thought that that's what was going to happen. And then I looked from the play. I didn't think I saw him either, but Dan said he saw him. I thought only two Magi showed up in this production. So I, I might have to look again. But nonetheless, it just, but even if he is, like, why then be wearing why are you it for taking? the rest yeah. of the day? Yeah. So I, I mean, that, it's that cozy, bad. maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, he he makes it work. It's definitely you not know, enough people are rocking wise men robes on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I always say that. Yeah, let's bring that back. Yeah, um, yeah. The other thing is uh, the whole point of the party is that Keon is supposed to be DJing, and he is not DJing. <laughs> There's not a lot of DJing going on. No, but like it, I will if say, what he's doing. Set, it's like who cares? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, what he is doing is actually what I feel like most DJs are actually doing, but they're actually standing up there and at least moving their arms, which he wasn't. I, 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 I've never understood going to a DJ show. I know maybe I'm, maybe I'm old now, but I see it. I see these kids going to these DJ shows and I'm just like, what's happening there? What, what are we, what are we looking at? I'm just the right kind of old enough where like I get the whole point of a DJ, but I, I think it's kind of cheating if you're doing it all on like, if it's all digital, like I, I want to see you like really on the sixes and sevens or whatever with the wheels. Of steel. I, if you're actually <laughs> doing stuff, then I think it's really impressive. It's just like, we're like, you don't have to anymore. How many people are actually doing? Yeah. It? I mean, people, you know, I, I have seen sets where literally people just plug in their iPod and or their phone or whatever. And boom, that's the DJ set. But like, we don't even see him do that. Like if, if this were a thing where he had crafted this whole playlist beforehand and it was literally just him playing, into the sound system give me that shot because i know because you keep talking in the early part of the film about how he's you know dj mad kapow money whatever his name is you know but it was like i don't know that that was the one thing it was like what wasn't that a thing weren't we gonna do that but anyway minor minor thing Jax, you live in new york you've seen tons of dj's life you go all the time i don't go all the time but what i will say is it yeah. is a thing like, you know, they put on the cool outfit. Yeah, so I would have liked to have seen that. I they know talk. it's a thing. I just think it's, I, I'm, you know, I don't know. Give Keon a puffy jacket, you know, something. Like, 
a, yes. a, a Daft Punk helmet, whatever it takes. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy who is a true artist. But as somebody who plays <laughs> instruments, I always see DJs, and I'm like, whatever. I would rather see a band play. But that's just me. That's just me. Call uh, me crazy. Do you want to hear my DJ joke? <laughs> Go ahead, Alonzo. I'll allow it. I do. Uh, one nightlife entrepreneur says to the other one, hey, you want to go to the movies? And the other one says, depends. Who's projecting? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Alonzo. Um, it's time for, yeah, this is great. It's time for What the Flicks, where we wonder what could have happened, give some clarity to any questions that we still have. Jax, are you wondering anything after this? After six a, different storylines? <laughs> um. As someone who is president of SAD, Students Against Destructive Decisions in High School, I'm hoping that there's not too much abusive drinking, underage drinking going on here. I'm worried. I'm sorry. About my kids. I'm sorry. You what? were what now? I was president of Students Against Destructive Decisions. How did you fit that in possibly in between well, your cheerleading wrestling, rope, cheerleading, wrestling, and yeah. all your other extracurriculars? <laughs> So would you just go, you were like, well, by not going to any parties or being cool, that's how I found time for all of that. So you were, you were anti-party. I was, I, yeah, I rallied at the Capitol that they should keg tag and everything. I was very passionate about, I guess, being a buzzkill, but. Um, Somebody had a very impressive making- college transcript, I'm sure. <laughs> How did, not that it helped me with my theater major with women's studies minor, but here we are. Um, did you did you run for this place in office, or did you appoint yourself? How did this happen? I was uh, unanimously, unanimously elected because no one else wanted to do yeah. it. It wasn't until she kissed a girl that her world really opened up. So you know, there's a before and there's an after. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, Alonzo, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> so I would say that I was questioning. Also, the acronyms spell out know? "sad." Yeah. Hey, come on, yeah, that's tough. That's tough because they're the adjunct of "mad," right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do want to know. This might bring it down a little, but I do actually want to know if Stewart is going to pay for Julie's mom's nurse. Mm-hmm. And I want to know who's actually responsible for taking care of our little piggy friend. Those are my big ones. Pigs don't seem easy. But I did see the pig, and I said, Dan, can we get a pig for the office? So, (laughs) I don't know. I'm easily slayed. I mean, easily slayed. They're adorable when they're this big, but, you know, look out. (laughs) He did say, he said, he said, Mm -hmm. no. But what can he do? Um, he's not the he's boss. He's not of the you. boss, but it, it is a 50 50 <laughs> deal. So I do feel like uh, he used his veto, I think, um, to bring back screen drafts. Um, the Billy, who is the manager or owner of the Waffle Town, I'm unsure, but he does seem to run the thing. He's very like um, all about like the universe will guide you, Zen type of thing, but he also throws out this bit about not being allowed in the liquor store anymore, which was surprising <laughs> to me as somebody who's very just like mellow and all about, you know, like just let happen what happened. What happens that uh, got him banned from the liquor store is a question that I had that I just wish they would have given us a little bit of something because I loved Billy. Every time he was on the screen, he made me <laughs> laugh. I would have loved some backstory there. Alonzo. 
you know, the, the only thing that I was left with, and, and I think the fact that this is an unanswered question is one of the things I like about this movie, uh, Joan Cusack's tinfoil hat. Uh, several times she has yeah. asked, she's like, no, nope, not yeah. going to tell you, not going to explain it. I'm like, that's great. So technically it's a dangling thread, but it is an intentionally dangling thread, and I'm here for it. I fully expected as they were painting out at the end of the movie and her uh, uh, voiceover comes back in, I expected some resolution, but I did appreciate that they didn't. I thought it was just a funny, like a, a great bit. It didn't upset Things are me. just uh, the way they are sometimes. You know? That's right. Sometimes you wear tinfoil and yeah. who are we? Who are we? Uh, we did it, everybody. Congratulations. Another month of Deck the Netflix has come and gone. Um, but don't be, don't be sad. Uh, I think uh, there's a good chance this tree will be back during the holiday season for even more Netflix fun. So uh, have no fear, everybody. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the final new Christmas in July uh, movie from Hallmark, uh, Christmas in Toyland, which is the title I'm least excited about. But what, Featuring the star of A Little Christmas Charm? Uh, yeah, and Jesse Hutch. So. And Jesse Hutch. I'm not upset about the movie. I, I love that we're getting another new. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm just saying of all the titles, Campfire Christmas. Actually, I was pretty bummed about a grown-up Christmas list, too, because I just don't like the song. So maybe Christmas in Toyland. I, I'm high, Just from a title standpoint, you guys get what I'm saying. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Until then, maybe the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is the That Sounds Fun podcast. It's produced by Tracy Nellis name. It's recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.